Hello, I am your host, Jennifer Bogard. I'm a life coach and a fellow traveler on this path that we call life. I created this podcast because I've noticed how many of us are sleepwalking on the journey, stressed out, numb, and distracted on autopilot, rinse and repeat. We are meant for more. If you sense that life is supposed to be more than the one you are living today, and you are desperate for a change, but you're not sure how to do it, then stay put because you are in the right place. Every week, I will provide you with a bite-sized nugget that will help you to wake up to the life that is calling you. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to episode 17 of Wake Up, Your Life is Calling. This week, I want to talk about a concept that I introduced into my life about five years ago, and it is the word of the year. You have very likely heard of this before, and perhaps you have a word of the year. And if you do, stay tuned, because I think you'll still find some nuggets today that you'll be able to use. I originally began doing a word of the year because I wasn't setting any goals for things that I wanted to achieve or accomplish. You might recall in a prior episode about goal setting that I resisted setting goals for years and having a word for the year was my way to focus on growth in a different way. And my word always served as a way to focus on my being and becoming rather than doing and achieving. And it was just always a quality or an attribute that I wanted to cultivate more of into my life and embody more fully. The first year I did this was in 2017, and my word was courage. That was the year that my marriage ended. So as you can imagine, our life, my life and my kid's life and and my ex-husband's life all changed very drastically. And for me personally, it was one step of courage after another that year. And I think courage is one of those words that it sounds really good and positive in the moment. But when you're actually having to exhibit courage, it feels terrible. And there were so many big decisions to be made that year. And going forward and making them felt terrifying. But going back wasn't an option either. And I just kept clinging to my word. I kept asking myself, what would courage do? What would courage look like in this situation? And then I just kept taking the next right step. Well, this year, I have been telling people that my word chose me and that is the truth. This might sound a little woo woo. So just bear with me. But it came to me one day in my meditation. And I use the word meditation really loosely. And very often meditation for me doubles as my prayer time. And I'm not talking about prayer time where I am actively talking with the Lord, but rather one where I am inviting him to speak to me. And I simply sit still and I am open to receive. And in one of those meditations, I had a vision. 
And the vision was of the night sky with thousands and thousands of stars. And there was one star that stood out because it was shining a little brighter than the others. It was kind of a twinkling, brilliant light. And that star was calling attention to itself among all of the other stars that were surrounding it. And I heard the Lord say to me, not audibly in my ears, but in my spirit, I heard the Lord say, that is you. You are meant to shine. I made you to shine. Stop hiding. It's time for you to shine. I still get emotional thinking about that. And that was it. I had my word and that honestly probably happened in November. So it was a little bit before the new year. But that moment, I knew that that was my word that I was taking into 2023. And I'm sharing this with you now on this particular week, because my birthday is coming up this week. Uh, The episode will release on Sunday and my 49th birthday is on Tuesday. And going forward, I have decided that my word of the year is going to align with my birth year and not the new year. And since my birthday's in January, that's not a huge deal, but it does mean that I'm going to get to hang on to this word shine for just a little bit longer into 2024, and I am not mad about it. Very often, my word of the year has been a quality or an attribute, and it's usually a noun, and shine is more of an action word, and it's a verb. And I actually find that to be significant. As I mentioned before, I've always been more focused on being and becoming, but I think by leading me to this word, shine, that the Lord is pushing me to act. So what does it mean to shine? What does it look like for me to shine? That's the question that I have been asking myself continually in every situation. And let me tell you that the answer to that question has challenged me to do and say things that have felt very uncomfortable in moments, but ultimately served my highest good. So I've kind of broken down shine into two different aspects, radiate and reflect. And to radiate is to be my true self and to be true to myself. Now, sometimes people will talk about their best self. And to me, true self and best self are synonymous. I feel like that when we are our best self, we are simply getting back to the core of who we are and who we've always been, which is our true self. So To radiate is to allow myself to be my true self and also to be true to myself. So that to me means being a truth teller, to be willing to step out of hiding and to shine my unique light. And this has required me to know what's true for me. If I'm going to be a truth teller, then I have to know what's true for me and to be willing to tell the truth about that. 
And this sounds simple, but it's actually harder than what you might think. And one of the reasons for that is because knowing what's true requires me to be connected to my body and to feel my feelings so that I will notice when I am feeling resistance or when I'm feeling defensive or when I'm feeling anxious or just otherwise dysregulated. And this should be easy, but honestly, most of us walk around disconnected from our bodies and therefore our emotions. And it takes some practice to start tuning in to the physical sensations that are happening inside of you at any given moment. How often do we ignore our thirst or our urge to go to the bathroom? These are the physical sensations connected to our body that we have conditioned ourselves to ignore. Well, our emotions are the language of our body and they present themselves as physical sensations. So your heart is racing, your breathing is constricted, you're feeling hot and sweaty. You know, those are some examples. And these are physical sensations that we commonly ignore. So connecting with your body and tuning into the feedback that your body is offering is a skill to be practiced. So that's the knowing part. Let's talk about the truth telling part. Most of us are people pleasers at heart, and I am no exception. We all want to be liked. We all want to be accepted. We want external validation. And we're hardwired for these things. We are hardwired for belonging. So I am not suggesting that these desires are wrong or bad, but we have to ask ourselves at what cost? Do I want to be liked so much? Do I want to be accepted so much? And do I want someone else's validation of me so much that I am willing to betray myself? So that's what I mean when I say at what cost? So here's a a very recent example. I have been dating someone new and as things are progressing, there has been a time or two where I've noticed that I'm just not entirely comfortable with whatever, you know, is happening in the moment. And I'm not talking about like blaring red flags at all. I am just talking about little subtle things. And honestly, if I wasn't paying exquisite attention, I may not have even noticed and I definitely would not have acknowledged the discomfort that I was feeling. And in the past, when I have ignored these feelings, it generally leads me to one of two places. Most commonly, the discomfort will build and I'm just continuing to to you know try to ignore it. And then It just gets so uncomfortable for me that I end up breaking things off, which is really just me running away and not dealing with it at all. Or another option, which is not as common for me, but I'm sure I've done this a time or two, is I just ignore it altogether and I move forward anyway and end up betraying myself. So when I ask myself this question of what would it look like to shine, to be a truth teller and to be true to myself in this situation where I am feeling this discomfort with, you know, whatever's happening in the moment, then 
I am compelled to speak up. I am compelled to use my voice and express what I'm feeling and what I need and to create some boundaries. So why is this even a big deal? It really shouldn't be a big deal, right? But I guess it boils down to the people pleasing part, right? Like I like him and I want him to like me. And if I speak up and say like, hey, I'm not really comfortable with this. Well, then guess what? He might decide that he doesn't like me any longer. And I have to be okay with that. I have to decide that although I do like him, I like me more. And so that's what it looks like to be true to myself. And I'm happy to report that I was able to do that successfully and I communicated successfully. And guess what? It was all okay. Nobody died. I didn't die. He didn't run away. I didn't run away. And all is well. Another way that I have avoided shining in the past is hiding. I hate doing anything that draws attention to myself. It makes me very uncomfortable to take up too much space. But here's the thing. Hiding is in direct contrast to shining. In the Bible, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 15, it says, no one lights a lamp and then hides it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Well, to avoid judgment and to avoid misunderstanding, I have hidden my light under a basket too many times. I believe that I am called to help people cultivate joy and live their life on purpose. And to do that, I have to be willing to be seen, to shine. So that means no more playing small to keep my risk low. I am paying attention to the times when I am tempted to shrink back and hide. And instead, I am challenging myself to do it anyway, whatever it may be in the moment, to take the risk, to risk judgment and risk misunderstanding and do it anyway. And one month in, my friend, I can tell you that the work associated with this word has not been easy. But every time that I've made a choice connected with this value of being true to myself and allowing myself to be seen, I have felt such an incredible sense of freedom and pride that is compelling me to keep going. All right. So enough about me. What does this mean? to you. Whether or not you want to select a word for the year, there might be some qualities or attributes that you would like to cultivate in your own life. So how do you do it? This is not a pursuit of something that you want to achieve. This is all about who you want to be. It's not about changing your results or your outcomes, but I believe that your outcome and your results will change. But this is a pursuit of changing your beliefs. Every single action that you take in your life is fueled by what you are believing. 
So once you choose this word or this quality or attribute that you want to focus on, practice seeing yourself as the person who is already that. So let's use courage for the sake of example. The first step in practicing courage will always be to notice when you are feeling afraid, to tune into your body and notice the sensations that are happening in your body that are signaling fear. So maybe your heart is pounding, you can't take a deep breath, or you can feel your face heating up, whatever it is, pay attention and take note. And then ask yourself, what would courage do in this situation? And since bravery is a result of courage, you might want to ask, what would I do if I was brave? And success leaves clues, as Tony Robbins would say. So you might want to think of someone who you view as a courageous person and ask yourself, what would that person do here? Now, initially, your goal is going to be to act with courage. But as you practice that over time, taking one step of courage after another, you will eventually embed the belief that you aren't just acting with courage, but that you are courageous and you are brave. And when you start to believe that and you see yourself as a courageous person, as a brave person, then acting with courage will simply become second nature to you. It will become who you are. It will become your identity. Here's what I know for sure. When things change on the inside, it is only a matter of time until they change on the outside. As you begin to see yourself as brave, as you begin to see yourself as a courageous person, you will show up differently. You'll act differently and you will create different results and different outcomes in your life. So let me ask you, who do you want to become? What quality or attribute do you want to embody more fully? What is one thing that you could focus on, even if it's just for a month, and challenge yourself to be that person? I would love to hear how this goes for you. And if you already have a word for the year, I want to hear about that too. How are you stepping into your word? And as always, if you would like support and living on purpose and in your purpose, then I would love to help you. You can find me at jenbogard.com. Reach out. Let's chat. That is what I have for you this week, my friend. I am wishing you a wonderful week ahead, and I am looking forward to seeing you here again very soon. (music) 